Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Antitrust law seems to be all the rage lately, from Senator Elizabeth Warren suggesting a breakup of the tech giants to the aggressive move by the European Union's Anti-Competition Authority. And will music streaming be the next high-profile antitrust battle? Here to tell us all, and I'm going to call this an antitrust roundup, is Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Litigation Analyst Jennifer Ree. So, Jen, this week, EU Competition Commissioner Margret Vestager played down reports that they're poised to open a formal investigation Mm -hmm. into Apple. Tell us about what's happening. Well, you know, I think before they make an official announcement, she has to do that, right? Because what they're doing and what they plan on doing is confidential. But if they do open a formal investigation, she will say something or the commission will say something. Spotify has complained to them. They did this in March. And what they really object to is they call Apple a player and a referee and they say it's not fair. They have market power, they claim, in the App Store and they participate in the App Store and in particular competing with Spotify with streaming music, right? You can have a subscription to Spotify to stream music. You can have a subscription to Apple Music to stream music. And what Spotify says is since they started that business, they have been taking measures to disadvantage Spotify and discriminate against Spotify to their own benefit. And that's what they object to. And does it seem as if the EU is going to look into it? I would suspect they will. And I say, you know, this is very much like the Amazon shopping case. They find Amazon a few years ago. I'm sorry, Google, what am I saying? Amazon's next. (laughs) Oh, that's coming. Google, when they find Google because they were moving their own shopping comparison services up in a a search above their competitors, and Google got in trouble for that. They find them a few years ago. This is very similar, right, where a company is providing the platform and then also participating in that platform against its rivals and disadvantaging its rivals. So I think... They will have a lot of interest in looking into this. And they're very serious in the EU. And she is very serious. She is. So now from music to pharmacies, not a great segue, (laughs) but the Justice Department had agreed to approve the merger of Mm -hmm. CVS, one of the nation's largest pharmacy service providers, and health insurance giant Aetna. And the deal closed in November. Right. It was approved by Justice. That's right. So what's happening now? You know, this in the antitrust world has so much buzz because what is happening is so odd and unprecedented. When the Department of Justice settles a merger investigation, like they did with CVS Aetna, which was requiring the companies to divest a Medicare Part D business of of Aetna, uh, because they had an overlap, a horizontal overlap there, they sign what's called a consent order. And that consent order, by law, needs to be signed off on by a judge. It's called a Tunney Act procedure. And in the past, this has really been kind of pro forma. The judge takes it. They may ask some questions about the settlement, about whether the remedy will fix the harm that the DOJ's alleged could have occurred, and then they sign off. Well, lo and behold, they're before Judge Leon, the same judge that Mm -hmm. oversaw the AT&T Time Warner merger trial, and he said, well, hold on a minute. Now, I'm, I'm not just signing this. I'm not just signing on the dotted line. My job is to look at this and make sure that this is appropriate. Now, that's where the disagreement lies. The DOJ would say, yes, you're just meant to look at it and ask whether our settlement fixes the harm we allege in our complaint. And he's kind of second-guessing second the whole entire thing, whether the determination of harm was the proper determination to begin with, and whether or not they ignored other harms that might occur from this deal. So it's unusual. And the DOJ also says that having this kind of testimony from different people mm-hmm. before the judge could hurt its ability to settle future cases because... right. Who's going to believe, oh, this is done, 
no, maybe a judge might intervene in this. Well, that's exactly right. He's going to have a hearing, and he may be, there's some, you know, it's not clear yet, hearing testimony about this deal from outside, from interested parties, the American Metal Association, American Antitrust Institute. And that's the point. Why are these parties going to enter into these settlements with the DOJ after a year, a year and a half of investigation, and then close a deal if a judge can just come along and second-guess that, have an entire new hearing on the concepts and on the harm, and, and pull apart the deal. How would they undo that deal at this point? Well, this is what happened. They did close, but Aetna agreed, CBS agreed to hold those assets separate. So they're operating independently. If they had to put unwind, they would. I don't think ultimately that's what's going to happen here, but you know, it remains to be seen what this judge tries to do and whether they have to go into an, the appellate route. Now, another unusual, perhaps unprecedented move, this time by the DOJ. Right. It's, shall we say, it's budding into an FTC case over Qualcomm. Yes, it's the, another thing that has the antitrust community really, you know, kind you know, of a very process. exciting year it's in antitrust. It's very exciting with Elizabeth Warren and everything else. You know, what we have is a Federal Trade Commission lawsuit alleging that a company attempted to monopolize a market, that they violated our monopolization laws, actually Section 5 of the FTC Act. They had a trial. They did, I think, very well. And now they're waiting for the judge's decision. This is Judge Lucy Coe in the Northern District of California. And what has happened is that Qualcomm has tried to settle this case and they haven't been able to settle it. They need a majority vote of the FTC commissioners. They only have four because Joe Simons, the chairperson, has recused himself. And it could be that what they have is a partisan block there, two Democrats and two Republicans. And when they tie, there, there will be no settlement when there's a tie. They need the four to one. So what has happened is the Department of Justice has come in and weighed in with a motion to the judge asking for a separate hearing on remedy if she decides against Qualcomm. And if so, essentially to go easy on that. It's how I'm, I'm trying to think how would a judge react to that because in in one sense they're saying you know you shouldn't do this because and she might feel hey I heard the case yes. I know what I'm doing here I, I think that's exactly right I heard the witnesses I'm the trier of the fact I'm the one who saw this and, and, and was in the position to wage the credibility of the documents of the testimony it went through this long trial and has sorted through all of the exhibits that have been put in it this is my decision and so I'm not really so sure it will sway the judge very much in, in what she does here but it really is kind of an interesting quirk only about uh, 60 seconds here, but Qualcomm has benefited from the Trump administration they have. prior to this. Yes, at one time Broadcom tried to acquire the company, and under the Committee on Foreign Inv uh, Investment in the U.S., our executive office weighed in and said, no, we think that there's a national security problem here. Now, they're allowed to do that. The president has the last say on CFIUS decisions, and when a non-U.S. entity is going to acquire U.S. assets, CFIUS has the right to investigate and to determine whether they want to block that, and that is what, has hap what happened previously. Always a pleasure, Jen. Thank you. You make antitrust law <laughs> fun. All right, that's Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Litigation Analyst Jennifer Ree. You can get more of Jen's analysis by going to BI Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.